You're listening to a session of Come Celebrate, hosted by the Bay Christian Family Church. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Isaiah chapter 61. We began having a look at this last night as Jesus, as Luke gave the account where Jesus stood up to read and he found this place in Isaiah began to read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, he, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. I hear some that we hear last night. Where were the rest of you? Let me hear it. It is no longer I live, it's Christ who lives in me. We are co-heirs with Christ. Not one of the heirs. Co-heir means equal heir. Whatever he got, you got. So as we see these things, you say, me too. Don't be nervous about that anymore. Because Jesus, out of his own mouth, said, you would do the same works he did and greater. Why? Because he goes to the Father. Well, did Jesus go to the Father? Is he there today? Did he send the Holy Spirit? Which Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's brother, same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus of Nazareth, that he went about doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Same Holy Spirit lives in you, then take it, receive it, expect miracles. I said expect miracles. You lay hands on the sick, you want to see them healed. They are healed. Amen. So Jesus is saying, the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. I don't want to go into detail of what I went into last night because I got another assignment for this evening. But just to remind us that you notice the next word is and. Why would Jesus close the book mid-sentence? He didn't say full stop. He said, today, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. I am here now, and I have begun what Isaiah prophesied yet. But I'm putting a pause on it, because that's my ministry at this moment, is to introduce the kingdom to you, to demonstrate kingdom lifestyle. Go read it. Everywhere Jesus went, what did he do? Two major things. He preached the kingdom and healed the sick. You go read it over and over and over. Preach the kingdom, heal the sick. Preach the kingdom, heal the sick. Well, why would you preach the kingdom? So that you know where you're going one day when you leave the earth? No, he's demonstrating on the earth how things need to be done. That's why even when the disciples were shocked, he spoke to a tree and walked away from it, never bothered with it again. And even the next day, he would have walked right past if it wasn't for Peter, because Jesus didn't say anything. Peter said, whoa, the tree you cursed died. And Jesus said, yeah, no, I'm Jesus. That's what I do. So, you know, you'll get used to this after a while. Is that what he did? He said, where's your faith? If you have faith, have faith, have faith. He didn't say try and get faith. He didn't say work on your faith. He just said, 
Have faith. So if he says have faith, evidently you got it. Say this, I have faith. And what did he say? You can speak to a mountain. A tree, you can still kind of listen, you know. You can kind of, it's a plant, it's organic, you know, you, it may react to sound. You can try and explain it scientifically. But he then when said, if you speak to a mountain, this mountain, and you tell it to be removed, and you don't doubt that when you say something, it happens. That's the key. Don't doubt that because you've spoken, it'll be, you will have what you say. Did he say that? So he had to, he's demonstrating the kingdom. And what was he doing? He was providing, he was raising from the dead, he's healing, he's demonstrating power at the reach of your words. At the reach of your words. You remember the blind man that came to him. Son of David, son of David. He comes up to Jesus. Now you can imagine, blind man, there he is. They bring him, bring him, bring him. Jesus is over here. And Jesus says, what do you want? Really? <laughs> is it not obvious? <laughs> Come on, have you understand what I'm saying? God, <laughs> can't you see? Yeah, God knows. God knows exactly what you're going through. I said, God knows exactly what you are going through. But what is it that you want? I'm going to have to hear it out of your mouth. All power resides within Jesus. All power of God resides in every single word he's ever spoken. It's not like God's power is spread throughout his word. And over here, some of it, and over here, some of it. The full power of God is in light B. It creates an entire universe. But right up to that moment, the Holy Spirit, who is that power, is hovering. And nothing's happened. Healing was walking in amongst all the disciples. When are you going to call on it? What do you want, Lord, that I may see? He says, well, now, there you got it. Demonstrating the kingdom. And then he gets to sit with his disciples and says, now, I have still many things to tell you, but you can't handle them now. That's why he had to pause. Because there are things that God has prepared for you that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. You cannot put into an English language or Hebrew or Aramaic, whatever he was speaking, is not enough words in the dictionary to describe what God has for you. So even if I try to explain it, at this moment in time, you have the Holy Spirit with you. But the day is coming when he will be 
in you, and he will tell you what he has heard, but from within. And he'll tell it from within in a way, in a language that your mind won't be able to get it, but he'll reveal it in your heart and you will know. You will know. You will know. And if you prepare to accept that, you'll be transported into another dimension. We talk about another level. No, I'm talking another dimension dimension, a whole nother place of operation that if anybody on this planet sees it from the outside, they call it a sign. They call it a wonder. They will call it a miracle, but Jesus calls it the work of God. And I'm waiting to unpress the pause button. I've sent the Holy Spirit. I've done my part. It is finished. Jesus, can't you do something? Yeah. He's done all the doing he's going to do. I said he's done all the doing he's going to do. I don't know why God didn't heal that person. He did. On that cross. Finished. By his stripes you were healed. If you were healed, you are healed. Say, if I was healed, then I is healed. I'll help you remember that. He's already paid the price for your full provision. God has supplied all your need. Everything you need. Want. Desire, spirit, soul, body, sorted out, finished. Well, why haven't we seen it? Because we haven't, we're stuck on end. We're still waiting for Jesus. Heal the brokenhearted, set the captives free. No, that was his ministry on the planet while he was here. And he says, This is now fulfilled. This is what's happening now. But I'm preparing a people. I'm preparing a people. Isaiah wasn't done speaking. And you know every word is given by inspiration of God. Isaiah didn't kind of run over his, his authority to say what Jesus would do. No, this is still the ministry of Jesus. But now we've entered into the church age. And we click on play. And we release the pause button. And the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. That's our type of the church. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they, might be, that they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Family, we couldn't be righteous until Jesus had died and raised from the dead. This is talking about the church. Say, this is me. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They, who? Shall raise up the former desolations. And they, who? Shall repair ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Family, it's time that we stop crying about what happened in our generations. Things have happened. We know that. 
We understand that. And we feel for those who it did happen to. And I wish I could say sorry to each and every person individually. We have to get to the place where Paul said, I forget what is behind and I press on. This one thing I learned. Because if you get trapped in the cycle of history and keep resurrecting, and how many more times are we going to have to repent for the same thing? The Bible says, when, once you've sinned, confess it before God. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. And he wipes out it from his memory. He says, I will remember it no more. An all-knowing being who knows all things has the ability to wipe out that part of his memory. In other words, if you, if, if you confess your sin, Father, I did this, A, B, and C, I apologize. He says, you're forgiven. And you say, now, about ABC, what's the win? What are you talking about? I, I did that. You did? So then why am I still feeling guilty about it? That is the enemy, the accuser of your soul, trying to get on your case and keep bringing it up. And the only one that's allowing him to keep it up will be you. Stop trying to beat yourself up with feeling sorry and say, Lord has forgiven me. If he's forgiven me, I'm moving on. And the word says he even forgives you of the guilt of the sin. In the beginning, I used to feel guilty because I wasn't feeling guilty. <laughs> you should at least feel guilty for what you did, you know. No. That's Old Testament repentance. Not, not under Jesus' dispensation. Why? God wants to treat you as though you have never, ever sinned. And he set it up. He set it up to do that. So that you can move into this place where you accept that you have every right to live this way. Every right. Without any hindrance. Now I said it last night. If you're going to rebuild a city... We don't do that with pancake sales. I don't care how many fates you have and how many bazaars and how many. Cities don't work in, in budgets of a thousand rand. Cities don't work in budgets of a million rand. They talk billions. Come on. Nations talk in trillions. I said nations talk in trillions. Have you not been made a holy nation? Okay, I'm jumping way ahead of myself now, but you got me going here now. Because I need to unhook you from old religious systems that have got you trapped on and. Jesus gave his life to get this world saved. That is our primary reason. That's our primary purpose. And we will keep getting souls saved. But we're not going to wheel and wheel spin around there. Once someone's saved, we need to take you up now to the next dimension of living a kingdom lifestyle. And that means we stop moaning about the government that's not doing enough. And, uh, and, and how we've been so badly mistreated in the past. And we will spinning in our sorrow and agony. No, we have repented. Yes, sir. 
We have moved on. And yes, there are people that still want to hold on the past and try and stir up old hatreds and old things. That they, we need to get those people saved. But that is not the identity of the church. I said that is not the identity of the church. In this house, all are welcome. All are welcome. Why? Because we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. And we decree what is done on the earth. Didn't Jesus pray when the disciples said, teach us how to pray? Lord, get us to heaven so we can experience the kingdom of God there. He said, let your will be done on as it is in kingdom, uh, as it is in heaven. Your kingdom, not take us to your kingdom. I said it last night. So many Christians, they get into trouble and all they want to do is bail. Come, Lord Jesus. Take me, Jesus. We have a responsibility. I said, we have a responsibility. And if we're talking about a nation, we're talking about a budget that goes way beyond you getting bread and milk for the morning. Strangers, verse 5, will stand and feed your flocks. The sons of the foreigner will be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you... Shall be named the priest of the Lord. Please respond quicker. This clock doesn't stop counting because you stop. You shall be named the priest of the Lord. They shall call you servants of our God. You will eat the riches of the Gentiles. Who's a Gentile? Someone without a covenant. That's not you. Say, I have a covenant. Instead of your shame, you will have double honor. Instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double everlasting joy shall be theirs. Look at chapter 58, Isaiah 58, verse 11. The Lord will guide you continually, satisfy your soul in drought, strengthen your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden... And a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Now I'm just going to drop a hint here and we'll get back to it. Garden of Eden. Watered garden. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You'll raise up the foundations of many generations and be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of streets to dwell in. Now, family of God, the streets in heaven don't need any restoration. So why is he talking about restoring cities? The cities of heaven are all doing well. Fully paid for. What cities is he talking about? You see, we can become so spiritual, we know earthly good. We are the church. We're supposed to be changing the world we're living in. Not just hanging on till we die and go to our mansion in the sky one day. We change the nations we live in. Say, so repairer of the breach. See, so we've been told by the word to raise up and build the waste places. Everyone say, build the waste places. 
Now listen to this. Go to Isaiah 51. Verse 1. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness. Is that you? You who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. And to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. What's he saying? You heard the, the, the phrase, a chip off the old block? Peter, you are Peter because that's stone. And he says, on the rock, I will build my church. Peter's a stone of the rock. Okay? Just forming a picture in your mind. We're going to work with it. Hewn from the rock. Look to Abraham, your father. To Sarah, who bore you. I called him alone, and I blessed him, and I increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion, and he will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness... Like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Now, family of God, I want you to pick up on something here. Eden. God took six days to create an earth that was designed to carry his man. If you're going to create a fish, what would you need to create as well for that fish to survive? <laughs> Water. Create the fish, put it there and say, well, try and live where you are. Now, it's going to be difficult. You're going to struggle. You're going to battle for air, but just make... <laughs> no, you create the perfect environment for him. Everything God created, it is good. Next thing. It is good. Next thing. It is good. And then he creates man and he forms him in his image. Everything else. If he spoke to the ground, the tree came out the ground. He always brought forth the type out of where it's going to live. He spoke to the water and he brought fish out of it. He spoke to the land and brought animals out of it. When he spoke and created man... He said, let us. He spoke to himself. And he brought out of himself his mankind. That's why the devil's like, what is, what is this man that you're mindful of him? A son of man that you would visit him. A king. You always go visit the king. This king gets off his throne to go visit this man. What is this creature? That you hand your creation over to. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Take dominion. I give you full authority. Full control. And the very next verse, I'm giving you all the seed you'll ever need to live with. Now, get a hold of this. Day six. Adam wakes up. His first moment. He is now functioning. 
The breath of God enters. He didn't hear, let us create man. Because God spoke into this body, be. And the man opens his eyes and his first vision is looking in the face of God. God just finished breathing into him. Who are you? And the first words are not, do not fear, I am your God. No, his very first words are, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and take dominion. And the man's like, oh, okay. All right, so now he has his assignment. Come on now. And with that assignment, God gives him his provision. He has all the seed you need for it. Okay, we're excited. Day six ends. It is good. It is very good. You can imagine Adam. I don't know if he slept that night. Fill the earth. Fill the earth. How do we fill the earth? I don't know. Where do you even start? I don't know. I'm going to handle it. Gotta go get out there and gotta go. go, go, go. I mean, he's giving me this instruction, fill the earth. What is that? How do you how do you subdue it? And so he can't wait. Morning wakes up and God hears him in the cool of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He God's out there. And then he goes down, hi God. And what are we doing today? God says, watch this. Sit down, yeah. Sit yeah, Adam. What are we doing, God? We're resting. Yeah, but we've got a planet to fill. Adam, watch. Watch. Look at that. The birds, they're flying. You don't have to worry about them. Look at that. They're finding their own food. None of them are hungry. Look at that tree over there. It's getting ready to make its next tree. Look at seed that just landed. I'm not even doing anything. Look at that. Grows on its own. I've set this thing into perpetual motion. You never have to do another thing. Enjoy it. Have fun. Eat. Just fellowship with me. I want you to take what you see here and fill the earth with it. How'd you do that, God? I spoke. I put the same power in you. You speak. So what's the enemy got to do? We got to separate this man from this power. Did God Say, are you sure you got the right information? Why is he holding this back from you? Does he know that the day you eat it, you'll be just like him? Hang on. Were they not created? They already like him. They are already like him. There's only one almighty sovereign God, but this is his offspring. They are operating as gods in this earth. They have the full power, the full authority. But they chose 
to go the way of knowledge of good and evil. And the moment they made that choice, that blessing shut off. They changed systems. And that's where you've got to hear the terminology of what God used. He didn't step in and say, how dare you, I curse you. He didn't say that. He said, now the earth is cursed. Why? The one carrying the blessing, you, turned the light off. You turned the light off. Now this earth is going to buck you. It's going to fight you. It's going to hold back. It's, it's, why? Because the earth is designed to respond to a son of God. And you are no longer a son. You've entered into death. So this earth will not respond to you. And it will not be stripped. And it will not be stolen. And it will not be plundered. Why do you think whenever a nation or a country or a system tries to go against God, against His Word, that all of a sudden you find there's earthquakes and there's tsunamis. and there's That's not the judgment of God. That's the earth saying, I will not submit to evil. So God says we need to get this back. And I'm sending a man. And he's going to crush your head. And he's going to take back what belongs to God in the first place. His man. And when Jesus enters the earth, listen to his words. For this purpose has the Son of Man came to seek and to save, to save that which was lost. Pastor Wellington was talking this morning about English. You know, we always say Jesus came to save man. Yes, he did. But out of his words, if, it was, if he was meaning that in that statement, he would have said that for this purpose the Son of Man has come to seek and save who was lost. Is when you call a person that. He came in to seek and save that which was lost. You see, you couldn't get the man back until he got the earth back. Because if you got the man back, where's the man going to live? You get the fish revived, you need the water. So Jesus comes and he demonstrates how this water works, the kingdom. And he shows how Adam lived. The original garden. Everywhere Jesus went, wherever he was, was the garden of Eden. Everywhere he went was the garden of Eden. That's why when he stepped onto Peter's boat and says, launch. And he preaches the word. He says, throw out your nets for a catch. Peter says, what? We have been? Ah, you've been... Toiling all night. And how'd that go? You got nothing. How many of you have toiled and wondered? There's more months than money. I said it before, when Janine and I were in our mess, I thought I had a rubber bottom bank account, like a trampoline. My salary would come in, everybody else got it. I worked all month and everyone else got my money. Toil. Toil. 
Jesus says, let me show you. Throw out your net. Wrong time, wrong place. Can you imagine? The one time he said, throw out your nets on the other side. What does that do to your mind? Like the fishermen, here's the boat, okay? So they're fishing. So they're fishing out this side. But they fish, nothing. So they move here, fish, nothing. They move over here, fish, nothing. Move over here, fish, nothing. Move over here, fish, nothing. They fish, nothing. Fishing, nothing, nothing. Jesus gets in boat. He says, throw out your net the other side. Oh, that was our problem. We, why didn't we think of that, guys? What's Jesus saying? There's no toil here. Your job's not to work. Your job is to gather. Just take my word, do what I say, and you just do it. Don't ask questions. Just throw out. Nevertheless, Lord, at your word. And they throw their net out. And next moment, there are fish manifesting all over. That's why I love what uh, Brother David's father, Bill, says. He says, you know, he always thought that every fish in the... I used to think that. Every fish in the lake, you know, that's our teacher. You know, threw down there. And every fish, hey, Jesus is in the boat. And they all went there. And he said, do you really think that happened? Meanwhile, when you understand how he did it, remember he multiplied the bread and the fish? There was only five loaves and two fish, yet everybody ate out of it. He, Jesus knew how to pull stuff out of. If he spoke to the water before, he can pull as many fish, even if they're not enough. And that day when he said, throw out your nets, the water said, okay. And the water is making fish. And the nets were breaking, so they called their partners. And only when they ran out of boats did the fish stop. I promise you, if you had a tanker there that day, and you hauled in every fish that was there, that, that, that sea would still be throwing fish out. The miracle only stops when you say it's enough. Find as many pots as you can. Don't get a few. Listen to the man of God. Don't get a few. What do they do? Find every pot in town. Eventually the sun's come back, every pot's gone. That's when the oil stopped multiplying. But as long as there was another pot, blah, 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 blah. family of God, I'm speaking to you about another dimension of living where you understand this is how Jesus is demonstrating it. He came to seek and save that which was lost. And when he got that back, when he got the blessing back, he got the earth back. He then says, I give you all authority. And in handing that authority over to you, he's saying now, whatever you bind on earth is already bound by heaven. What you loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. Now get to work. And the work is not toil. It's speaking the word of God. The blessing of the Lord. See, people quote, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. No, the blessing of the Lord quoted right from the King James, it makes rich. That blessing has been given to you for a purpose. For a purpose. And I'm not talking about living in a mansion with five Rolls Royces and six yachts. and uh, that, That's not what we're talking about, unless you need that. That's part of your assignment, then you got it. What are we talking about when we say rich? Every instruction God gives you, you don't hesitate because you know you have full provision. He says, go, you go. You don't have to check the bank account. 
That's what we're talking about. City building people. Transformation. Change, real change. And the church is here. And I'm saying now is the day. Jesus reintroduced the Garden of Eden everywhere he went. Everywhere. He, see, you didn't have to go to the garden. Wherever he was, was the Garden of Eden. And if you can get that revelation, wherever you are is the Garden of Eden. So if I'm going to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and you possess your section, you possess your section, you possess your section, wherever we're standing is ours. Didn't God say, wherever you put your foot? That's what he's talking about. Wherever you put your foot, I've already given to you. So you're taking the garden everywhere you go. So how do we increase the garden? You lead another person to Jesus. And the moment you lead another person to Jesus, we got more garden. And then you lead another person to Jesus, and you got more garden. Right now, this whole building is the Garden of Eden. So, take a deep breath. <sighs> Rest. Don't worry about tomorrow. It's sorted. No more worry. No more fear. No more anxiety. Yeah, but what? Oh, Rest. Yeah, but pass that. What is it you need? No more crying. What is it you need? Speak it. That's going to take some training, some discipline. Sometimes I have people come to me, Pastor, please pray for me. Hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we crying? I need it. I know. I get that. But why are we crying? The only reason we're crying is because we think it might not happen. And what if it doesn't? We need to get off that and believe it is done. It is done. It is finished. Do you believe that? Family of God, I want you to see that and believe it. I wish I had Jesus with me. He's right there in you. The very same spirit is within you. Start talking to your fountains. Start talking to your fish. Start talking to your business, your bank accounts. It's time to start speaking and declaring the word of God. Jesus spoke. That was it. Amen. You're saying we never have to work again? No, 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 no. It's not what we're saying. We're talking about manifesting your gift. That's what, what, what we do. When we, when we go about doing, we still have to do. But the doing is not in toil. 
You speak, and then God gives you instruction. Now I want you to go visit this person. I want you to call that person. I want you to open this business. I want you to do this. I want you to go over there. And in the doing, there's no toil. And in the doing, God anoints that. And then we see the true gift that's in you manifesting. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just end on this. The majority of the world goes through a weekend. Why do you think so many people, where you get this word term, TGF? Thank God it's Friday. Because they're so glad their week's over. Why are you thanking God it's Friday? Because God still wants to do much through you. I don't have enough week in my month. Oh, every day is productive. But how many of you cannot wait for your alarm clock to go off and get back to your office. See, the majority of the world hate where they're going. Why? Because they're disconnected from their assignment. And if you're disconnected from your assignment, there's no provision. Because your provision is for assignment. Not for unbelief. Provisions for assignment. But assignment is only recognized in your relationship. Adam broke relationship. He lost assignment, so he lost provision. The devil flipped it around and has got people chasing provision. So you never find assignment. So now we're toiling. Flip it back. Jesus got it back to get assignment. Now you're one with the Father. You can hear assignment. And if you're in assignment, you never worry about provision ever again. Come on, give Jesus praise. Amen. Stand to your feet and say this. Today I heard the word of God. That word brought faith to my heart. I am a believer, not a doubter. And a hearer of the word is also a doer. So from today on, I rest. Thank you for listening to this session of Come Celebrate. We hope you enjoyed.